0: Hello everyone, my name is Layton Slaba I'm a member of the host team here at Community Church and I'd like to welcome you to our corner of the internet This is the sixth week of Lent and Pastor, Will gi- Pastor Bill gives a very, very invigorating sermon about trusting God and giving witness this week I hope you enjoy
1: Good morning, good morning, good morning Good to see everybody Am I on? Alright, good deal a lot of great things going on. There's many, many things going on. It's kind of hard to capture them all, but I always, when I can, try to bring highlight to uh, things going on in our community, you know, c- with the community, in the community. Uh, before we get started, uh, I'd like to ask the uh, Cody and his family or his, to just step up here. And actually, you all can just stand over here, I guess. Uh, anyway, uh, and let me tell you wh- why I've asked this family to come over. Not only do, is Wendy and Charlie here, part of our you, uh, uh, leadership in our children's ministry. They, ha- Charlie's been doing some leadership in the Boy Scouts of America, has been doing a great job, but I can tell you this man right here, did you hear what I just said, this man right here? This guy, just this weekend, was awarded an Eagle Scout Award. He achieved that and if anybody knows what that takes, it's a long process and it's a dedication and commitment. So we just wanted that, all that clapping was for congratulations. And so I just wanted to acknowledge that and say blessings to you and thank you all. You all did a great job. So let's give them another round of applause. Thank you. I know there's another one coming. And uh, he's on the camera right now, but that'll be another day. Uh, we'll have his family come down, too. That's Garrett. And I think there's even more. So we're just going to have a great— I tell you what, we've got some great young people in this church. We've got some great adults in the church. Uh... And thank you, Lord, for, for using, folks. So each Sunday, I try to share what's kind of going on or what we've been involved in in the community. I know many of you uh, may work full-time, are not able to be in a lot of things, so I always want to, best I can, bring back insights that you're part of through your prayers and through just being part of this body. I love this photo. This was uh, the other week. This shows really the heart. It's just natural in many of us to to want to help others and within our church and so give a shout out to uh to this guy and uh, it's good things many many people that way i have a special friend hersey Hammonds, who is a pastor over at uh, uh first baptist church at Broadenspringer. springer he has been in ministry in this town 36 years he's probably the most senior minister that is still an active uh, full-time minister hersey has uh, been a a phenomenal effort to bridge the gap between African American churches and, and and the rest of the churches. He he and I are friends and we celebrated last Sunday after this service, we celebrated his thirty-six years in ministry. And I say we, I was one of about I don't know, fifteen ministers from different churches the, the, his, his congregation of course and others packed the building there was a choir out of Texas that came up and there were other choirs and, and here's the setting you, you, you've got him and his wife okay, and they're seated in a, a place of prominence and then all the different ministries are coming and blessing them with, with poems and words and whatever and, and there's, there's some fun here I thought I'd just do a little quick video give you a, a, a clip of what we're connected to I want to, uh, for the, the, the folks that are listening in and in case he happens to see, I want us to give just a round of applause, celebrating his commitment to the Lord for 36 years. Thank you, Hershey. <laughs> All right. Many, many has he, has got. he's a father of many sons in the ministry. Well last Tuesday and once a month happens, there's this guy named Rusty Vineyard. He happens actually that photo is a lot I mean that the real is better than the photo, but I wanted to just give a shout out to what you can be part of. Just a night of, of just praise and prayer, and so here's a taste. I see great. another great thing. And man, yay. Really sweet spirit there. I know it was great time for me to pray. Well, we, Then Wednesday, so here we're just kind of Sunday and Tuesday, I mean there's lots going on and I know uh, you probably have a lot of things you're involved in, but Lent Lunch, we hosted here and all I ha- can tell you is the sense of loving God and loving others was all over the atmosphere because we had some different people from other churches just say how sweet the Spirit was and I my my, my hat's off to everybody that that volunteered or b- brought food or however, however you have, but here's a taste of that event last Wednesday. more than 130 people we think were here that was really an awesome thing then the men's breakfast and i know we're going to get to the word here in just a minute I promise uh but the men's breakfast which was saturday and actually there was a couple of things going on and so first let's talk let's just give you an insight of what we do on some of our saturday men's breakfasts. always a low-carb breakfast Rockstar in. this is one of them. And actually, the speaker, and we have different speakers from different churches, this young man that you're seeing here is, uh, oh goodness, I went blank here. Jacob Story. He's a new pastor in town from the Nazarene Church, and he did a great job. And in fact, you'll notice even when we were putting pews back uh, together in the building back together, he was helping. So that's kind of what goes on in our men's breakfast. And many thanks to the men that get up way early to fix that. At the same time, there was another event going on that some of our people were involved in. This was to honor a young lady who grew up in the Guthrie area and prematurely uh, passed away at age 19. And they've been, this run's been going on multiple years. Years, but here's a, here's a taste of what some of our people also were involved in.
0: Two, three, let it fly. <laughs> there we are, we get ready.
1: That was just a taste. Then Saturday, the Byron Burline Band was here and, of course, filled the building and had great music. Uh, going on and so many many things that we uh, do to embrace the community and and love on the community i will say um, another area that we love on people is when they're uh, when they've had a a loss of a loved one and uh, becky gerbold asked me to share this invite everybody this is for her son he usually sits back on the back row he had an accident fell and died last week and his services are here at two o'clock wanted to let everybody know and then lastly on least on these announcements uh is next saturday Okay, next Saturday is the 89er Parade. We have over 90 people. Now, it's 90 years in the parade, but we have about 90 people that are going to wear their Love God, Love Other" t-shirts. We're going to have a a display uh, or a parade spot in the parade, and we'll be handing out invites to uh, Resurrection Sunday or Easter Sunday uh, and handing out little wristbands, Love God, Love Others. And so if you want to still be part of that, we'll have a trailer for those that can't walk. You can sit on it and just ride, or the rest of us can walk with us. If you have... Anything else, like motorized vehicles, maybe we can get those into. But anyway, check with with the uh, people at the uh, Connect here, and it'll be just fine. We're in a season, we're wrapping it up actually, in a season called Lent. And it's actually a time or a season of preparation. It's a time to... Uh, that is the forty days prior to Easter it's a time to get closer to God to hear from God and you say, why don't you just do that every day of, uh, of the week throughout the year? Well yes, but many of you, if you're like me, I need a little reminder now and then to to take a little extra effort and so well, I've mentioned prayer and fasting. You don't have to do both of those. uh, You can pray pray and not fast, but when you do, it does great things. And many times when you pray and fast, it helps you. And I've been mentioning this over the last few weeks you'll hear from God better. It'll reveal things that need to be brought to him. It'll strengthen you. It'll teach you. It'll build your faith. For me, when I have something that I just can't get a clarity on or or maybe I'm knotted up about something, when I pray and fast, God meets me there. How many know that God meets you you when you cry out? And sometimes it takes that. And so this is also part of this time I know I, I'd mentioned over the last few weeks that when you think of the countdown to uh, Calvary it actually began when he came as a baby when Jesus came he knew that ultimately he would come to pay the price and we've talked about he, when he started his public ministry uh, that just few years that he had he was preparing not only his disciples but he was actually revealing to us many many truths that we are still studying and uh, studying and learning from he foretold his death multiple times but and they didn't really understand it when he told it at that time but we know the rest of the story we know what that's all about today as it's already been mentioned is considered palm sunday It is also known as the beginning of passion week and you may say pastor what in the, why is it what, what how would you t- connect crucifixion and passion or good friday and jesus death I can tell you that it's it's really the the picture of God's passion, Christ's passion for you, for me. He was so passionate to bring his love to you and to and to make a way for you to to be with him for for the rest of your life that he was so passionate he would he would endure the flogging, the beating, the cross and even death just for you. That's a pretty passionate person with a passionate love. I want to give you just Kind of an overview of the, the next seven days. I believe all the preparation that everybody's done, and I, I've been doing some myself uh, up till now, is absolutely wonderful. But these last seven days, these, this last week can be a time of bringing it of even more intensity, even closer and even a greater place of you and the lord coming together but i'm going to give you the overview because i believe it helps us each day not just let it be a, a worldly day or a day like well i've got to go to work on monday and then tuesday Wednesday, and then saturday you know we'll make sure we have that pretty something to wear on sunday and then sunday you think about putting the nice stuff on that's usually the pattern oh no we got easter egg hunts we got to go i'm talking about taking time to say lord thank you lord thank you Lord, I praise you. I worship you. So here's an overview. Saturday would be much like yesterday. Jesus has come to this place... Uh, In bethany around bethany and he's only two miles from jerusalem And he's staying in the house of lazarus and then on sunday, which would be today He rides into jerusalem and he rides and we're going to come to that That'll be our focus here in just a minute But he rides in to jerusalem and it's called the triumphal entry uh, Into jerusalem And, and then he he returns back to bethany To rest monday he returns back to jerusalem not on a colt or a donkey, but he he probably walked And along the way he curses a fig tree. That's where that story comes from. He arrives in the temple and he does what we've heard is he cleanses the temple. That means he goes up to the money changers. Now they've been there for generations. And it's not that the exchange of I need a dove for this sin or I need a goat or I need a sheep. That's okay. It was their hearts. He could tell the condition of their hearts and and so he comes in and he he senses what's going on when the true focus is supposed to be the lord and i i think about the message for us today is do we come sometimes you know doing church but forgetting to bring the heart with it i I know none of us in this room ever get uh, sidetracked you know you're driving you're driving to come worship god get in the car where are your shoes? We've been getting... Uh, are you going to... Uh, and, you know, we're just whacking at them. And, and then you, you step out of the car. Praise God from home. we got to be careful. we got to be careful. Because we're to, to bring our focus and attention. So he sees these money changers. He, he, st- he says, look. He's, he's communicating a message after message that we're to learn even today it's also in this time when he predicts his death in john chapter 12 verse 23 is recorded and yet they still don't truly get it together then he retreats back a couple of miles away now remember this is passover and people uh uh, jews and and gentiles that believe they're, they're celebrating this huge there's thousands and thousands of people so very very busy streets tuesday he goes back to jerusalem and there he spends most of the day in the temple, and he's being asked all kinds of questions by the religious leaders. Actually, they're trying to trip him up. They, they're already kind of irritated that this guy's an out-of-the-box thinker. You know, he's, he's like one of those churches that just kind of loves God and loves others without a lot of rules. Because it can irritate when you're that free and you're just about the love of God. And, and so here he is, they're trying to trip him up and, and, and there's pressures and he's kind of getting people in his grill. You know, I don't know about you, anybody ever have a week where people are in your grill and there's pressures and you got a lot of going on? Well, we all do. Here's what's so neat though. Even though the, all that's going on, he has a confident place of knowing who he is, and then he doesn't miss something important, and that's the widow's might, the widow that gave that might. And he makes comment about it to, to, to bring our attention to it's not about how much, is, is it from the right place? He travels back to the Mount of Olives. At that time, he shares about end times. Again, they're not putting it all together. And he goes back to Bethany for resting. Then there's Wednesday. And again, think about your week as we think about each of these days. You can begin to speak to the Lord. Thank you, Lord, let me understand this. Read through the Gospels. Bring it alive in your heart, and I guarantee you God will also bring fresh things to you. So he's anointed by the woman. When is he's really, he's not real busy, doesn't travel a lot, but there's a, a, a record in both Matthew and Mark of where an unknown woman anoints him again, and it's in the home of a person named Simon the Leopard. And it was here, during this same time, he's over here in Bethany, Judas is over back in the city making a deal for 30 pieces of silver to turn Jesus in, to betray him. Thursday comes along, and Jesus spends most of the day with his disciples. He's anticipating the Passover. He's, he's, uh, he sends Peter and John ahead to kind of make preparations. You know, we read about the upper room, and really this is where we get the, the Lord's table because this is where he speaks about the bread and the wine and his body being broken. Again, they don't totally get it. Aren't you glad we have the rest of the story today? They finally get it later, but here's what he's— and then after dinner, they go back to the Mount of Olives, and it's there— that Jesus was arrested there in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's betrayed. Here's a little map. of looks like spaghetti on a something anyway. But number one is kind of where he's been staying. Number two, he, first he goes, one to temple and back two is then where they go and they have the, 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 the Passover meal together in the upper room. Really the other black dots are, are really what happens uh, at this point forward. Friday, the Sanhedrin, is, he's incarcerated. He's, he's tied up in the Sanhedrin meet and condemn Jesus to death for blasphemy. Can you imagine this day and age if everybody that was blasphemous to the, the Lord and his ways would, that'd be a lot of stoning, wouldn't it? I guess that's why they got the new term stoner. That's a modern word. Okay. Have you ever had anything just kind of like roll over and crash? That just did. Okay. He's brought before Pilate. Pilate goes, hey, let's send him to to Herod. And and Herod goes, hey, and sends him back to Pilate. And Pilate goes, but, you know, I don't find anything wrong with this man. And so he says, who do you want to release? And they said, we want Jesus crucified. And so he releases Barabbas. And the soldiers on Friday whip him, beat him, and nail him to a cross, and he dies. And for many people, they think that's the end of the story. A lot happened through that uh, broken, breaking of the body. That's where it says, through his stripes we are healed. His body was broken for us. I mean, there's a lot that comes from right here and stopping right here. And when this blood was shed, it's the propitiation or means the, it paid for our sin. And we can say, that's it. Wow, it's a lot, God, thank you. But we know the rest of the story. More of this will come next week. But here we have Saturday. And he's in the tomb. And the world thinks, including the devil, that it's over. Finally, we got that guy out of our way. Passion week. That we know on Resurrection Sunday, we're going to celebrate this is love is a man actually god who would give his life for you and i and we're going to celebrate the fact that the grave could not keep him and what we realize through his life not only his death and burial but his resurrection amen Amen. but i'd like to focus on today in our scripture is really this entry into jerusalem this palm sunday Some people would say, you know, why did Jesus do such a demonstration? I mean, he kind of knew the lay of the land. He knew what was going to happen. I mean, he's in tune with the Father. And yet, he chose to come into the town on a donkey or a colt it says actually it's because he was fulfilling scripture see god was aligning the time frame of everything in passover and scripture that was written hundreds and hundreds of years before in fact in zechariah 9 9 it says what they were doing was fulfilling it says that they would shout and cheer oh daughter of zion it says raise the roof daughter of jerusalem your king is coming can i tell you that that is true back then the king was coming but can i tell you today if you apply it today guess what the king's still coming the King's coming again. He he not only comes in the form of of the Spirit temporarily, but one day he will return. And can I tell you, he won't be on a little uh, first time horse or donkey or or colt. He's going to what? He's going to be on a stallion. He's going to reestablish. And guess what? This this story parallels what we as believers can be about in the next seven days and beyond. He's writing humbly. He comes in humbly. And it's, it's fulfilling this prophecy. The second reason he decides to, and it's part of the plan is to come this way, is it basically is a catalyst, or it causes the Jewish leaders to move to stage number two, or to the next step. They're already frustrated. This guy's changing things. You know, this guy is, you know, they're sitting over going, well, we've never done it that way before. Y'all didn't get that he was doing a lot of things different and, and yet he he did this because he knew he's god he's almighty that this would cause him to go to the next step and that's say we've got to get rid of this knucklehead and we find in john chapter 12 the the message says this in verse 19 that the pharisees took one look and threw their hands up here's all these people look at that praising him he's riding in here on a on a this on a donkey and they're following him, and he's messing up our plans. It's out of control. But again, it's because there was a prophetic... prophecies, scriptures, prophetic scriptures... that he's, that's requiring that the Lamb of God be crucified on Passover. What causes spiritual blindness? I think if I ask that question just of us, spiritual blindness... Is not knowing the truth, number one. And spiritual blindness can be not accepting the truth. And He is truth, He is love. Uh, In this case, the the religious leaders had been given so much they they had all of the 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 scrolls and the information they were trained and educated, but they they had added a bunch of extra stuff to what was a pure uh, truth, and it began to block the common man, the average man or woman for understanding. In Luke chapter eleven fifty two, it says, "You're hopeless, your religion, your religious scholars. You you took the key of knowledge." But instead of unlocking doors, you lock them. You won't go in yourself, and you won't let anyone else go too. Meaning, you won't even believe. You've got the Word. You've got what it, who I am. It, it. No. And sometimes we can do that in, uh, in today's time. We, we can think we know, and we can predis- decide. I don't know if anybody here ever has a predisposition. Like, well, I'm not going to like it. Have you ever looked at one of those uh, greasy spoons that somebody pulls in, you know, you're riding with and pulls into, and you're like, oh my gosh. And then you go in and you taste it, and it's actually pretty good. I mean, have you ever been to one of those places? But, But somehow the wrapper just didn't look right? Okay. It happens to us. I, so, kind of digressing to last week, I remember sharing with you uh, some slides. I actually had a little video that talks about, you know, we're coming out of uh, Jericho and we're coming into Jerusalem. We talked about the, the trail and the elevation. that was hard work. And then I want to bring you into a little bit more of the context of, of this passage and how he comes into uh, this Beth-edge and, and Bethany area, Mount of Olive area, into Jerusalem and back, and, and some things that are going So let's now direct our attention to Matthew chapter 20. And that's really what we're going to focus in on the rest of the, of, the, of the Sunday, this Sunday morning, this message. And it says this. Now, when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to the the Mount of Olives. Remember where that was at again, just giving you a little idea, a couple of miles out. Here they're traveling. I just get, I don't know, I guess I was slide happy to this week so i am going to get a lot of extra visuals here but there there it is and remember it's t- the, the terrain anyway he picks up then jesus sent two disciples saying to them go go into the village in front of you and immediately you will find a donkey tied in a colt with her and then tie them and bring them to me if anyone says anything to you you shall say the lord needs them and he'll send them at once it says this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet saying say to the daughter of zion behold your king is coming to you humble and mounted on a donkey on a colt the foal of a beast of burden i i don't know about you it, it, you bring that to today and if god tells you to do something hey say i want you to go and pick up that convertible corvette i'm in need Well, it wouldn't be. Jesus would probably do more like a Volkswagen bug with a, you know, roll top down top or something. I don't know. It'd be something humble. A you-go. But imagine, imagine if God, and I know God's doing this in today's time. He's asking you to do something. Oh, you're a follower, and you've been with him, and you've seen the miraculous in your family or in your life, and he says, oh, I'd like you to... I'd like you to go and talk to that knucklehead in the cubicle next to you this week that's different than buying a donkey or going to barna you know so i have a little video that might help us with this illustration
0: this is a no-brainer we do exactly what jesus said we go into town we find the donkey with its coat and i just don't understand it. why jesus wants us to commit a crime he wants us to steal a donkey no no Not steal, borrow. Oh, so we're just supposed to stroll into town, untie the donkey, and... And say exactly what he said to say. Uh, What is it? Oh, that the Lord has need of it? Yes, and we'll return it. What does that even mean, the Lord has need of it? It's self-explanatory. Why are you being so, so. So, so, so me? Because you all know that I'm the rule follower of the bunch. I just don't know why Jesus just didn't ask Peter to do this. Yeah. I'm thinking the same thing. This is so up Peter's alley. Steal the donkey, cause an uproar. That's his thing. Peter is the reason why banks change their pens. Oh, I just don't want to go to jail. You know I hate one ply toilet paper. Lower your voice. Look, we're just gonna do what Jesus says. What's the worst that could happen? Oh, what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? I don't know, a cracked rib, a busted lip, the kind of name-calling that'll put you in therapy years down the road. Stop it! Stop whining! Stop talking! Stop everything! Stop freaking out! Um, I I don't mean to be judgy here, but someone needs to get the log out of their own eye. (laughs) You have trust issues serious trust issues. You even know how many germs are in a jail cell, do you? No, 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 I don't, I don't. I'm sure it's a whole lot, okay? I don't know. And I don't know why Jesus wants us to get a donkey, and I don't know why people are gathering branches over here and lining the streets, but it just seems like there's something big is about to happen. Wait a minute. Yeah. Go back. Why did you say I had trust issues? Okay. Okay, let's make it about you. What? Think about it. Since we've been following him, we've seen him give sight to the blind. He's healed people with leprosy. He's raised people from the dead. From the dead? I can't even raise you from a nap. <laughs> hey, I think we can trust him with this donkey issue. That's <sighs> just it. I have trust issues. I see how Jesus trusts the Father. He trusts so much, even more than the ground that I'm standing on. To trust someone like that, I I, I just can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah. But if you're going to trust someone, that's Him, right? Oh, okay all right let's do it we got this right. you first baby steps hey when we get there and we grab said donkey maybe i really should leave like a benjamin no a 20 spot no A thank you card? stop it all right i'll trust him
1: Isn't that one of the hardest things for us with the Lord? Is truly trusting Him. It goes on in verse 6, it says they did trust Him. And they went and did as Jesus had directed them. And they brought the donkey and the colt, put, him, uh, put their cloaks on them. Really, uh, it was like they were trying to create what a conqueror of battle would be right upon It, it said that most of the people were... Spreading their cloaks on the ground and cutting branches and laying them before him. See, I believe when you trust the Lord, you get in on something that's super and natural. Something that's, uh, something special that's coming. And folks, I believe that as we get closer to the Lord and listening to the Lord and and lifting our burdens up to him and leaving the things that bondage us with him— God is going to reveal and open up even greater and greater things, not only in you but through you. See, here, here's what we find in verse nine: that there were crowds that that, that went before him. They'd, they'd already, uh, you know, they were already aware. They already believed. They already knew he was coming. And then there were those people who were following him. This wasn't just alongside the road. They were in the processional. And what they were shouting out is Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. I love the devotion that Dave Albright brought with our communion where are you where are you standing in this procession towards next Sunday are, are you preoccupied as a, a a shop or a vendor person a shop owner and, and you, you wonder what's going on but you're busy or, or maybe you're curious and you've kind of you know come alongside and you're kind of checking what all the other crazy church people are doing but you're not going to do that Or maybe you're just waiting to see, is is it worth me getting in the flow? Or maybe you're this believer that has not been able to get over what God did for you. And it's a great opportunity because of any time in our culture, people who don't attend church will go to church on Easter. And you know what the number one reason is? Somebody asked them. It's a time when I can't even imagine what's happening in the heavenlies because of, the, of, of the, the war between light and darkness and good and evil that's raging over this high holy day that we set aside to 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 praise the resurrected Lord. And as we are in the procession, are we stirring heaven for others? Are we proclaiming and testifying of the goodness of God? Or are we just going to wait till Saturday, do the Easter egg, put on the nice dresser, clothes, new shoes always, and come to church? See, I believe something special is about to happen. I believe something special is about to happen in you. But I think more importantly, there's something special is about to happen in someone in your family. And when you look at uh, the, the next, the, the, the aspects of our preparation between now and next week is we need to trust God. I believe the number one thing when I thought of through this passage that, that the, these, these disciples, these followers of Jesus were asked to do is to trust him he'd ask you to go to that cubicle next to where you work or that neighbor across the street that either he's a donkey or he owns some i don't know but but he's asking you to go speak to them on his behalf maybe be nice to them serve them encourage them maybe it's just to say hey if you don't have a church home i'd love for you to go to church with me on easter i'll even buy some donuts for you i have them delivered there when we get there you'll see But as much as trusting is, is giving a witness. And I want to end on that. You know, giving a witness isn't necessarily um, being offensive or too direct. It's just living Jesus and being, celebrating him in yourself. Hosanna! <laughs> is he hosanna to you? Did he save you? Yes. And if he did, have you gotten over it? Because there are many that need the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so these next seven days, I would just encourage you, if, if you've done a lot of preparation already, I would say every day be thinking, God, there's something special somebody needs from you, and I'm in. I, I'm going to get in the flow. You're the one on that's uh, the, the, the being celebrated here, but I'm going to get in the flow, whether I'm before you. Every, I'm going I'm to be part of this procession into what the kingdom coming and the, His will being done looks like on this earth. Imagine you trust him and bear witness what god can do let's all stand there may be a few more of these little door hangers left i don't know if the first service cleared them out but after today they're not much good so please stop by and grab some of these on your way out if you would like to use those but but let me just say this we're about ready to go out into this world and it's pretty predictable. You know what's ahead of you. Some of you already got lunch plans. But here's what I want you to, I, I just believe the Lord's saying, are you hearing me? Are you listening? Am, am I, are you, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking all the time. And are you going to trust me with that? Are you going to trust me with that waitress or that, that family member? Or, or are you going to be okay with bearing witness wherever you go? Are you going to be in the processional praising my name so that I can do something special? And, and that's what I want to pray with you today but but before i do i need to say this if you today don't have a confidence that if you died today that you would not spend the rest of your life in heaven then then you need to shore that up you say well now pastor i'm pretty sure i'm going to make it there i just got to get a little better i got to do a little more for jesus can i tell you you're confused because when you say yes to jesus it's jesus plus nothing equals salvation and so you need to believe that, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And then if I put my trust in him, if I say, Jesus, come, I believe in you, come into my heart, be my Lord, forgive me of my sin, if you just make sure that you don't have to do anything else. Now, he'll birth through you change, but to receive his grace and his salvation, you do nothing, just say yes. For if you believe in your heart, and profess with your mouth, it says you're saved. Don't leave today without nailing that down and then let's go as a body of believers into this world let's pray father thank you that you are the lord almighty and father there's many situations in this room and you're still lord over and father I know there are situations which just seem impossible or they're just just too big but god you're bigger and so we call out to you, and we want to trust you, Lord. And we're, at, we're seeking an, a word or, or an impression, Lord, that you would bring a, something, reveal in our hearts of what we're to do to be part of the procession leading up to your resurrection celebration. So, Lord, we ask you to speak to us this week, and we ask you to give us the courage to do it your way so that we can expect your results, kingdom results be with each family here let may we go in your peace but maybe go on your confident power because of who we are because of our identity in you and may your kingdom come and your will be done we pray this in jesus name amen amen god bless you all hug somebody before you leave and take the field